I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Sun peaks over pines. Old dog meanders dooryard. Sip morning coffee. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants? You want coffee? You want coffee? Does anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Bonjour, everybody. Welcome to Nadia's Mail. So I have a problem. My French grandparents, they don't understand a thing I say when I do my segment. So this is going to be a French lesson for all of you and a real segment for my grandparents. So Nadia now is the name of my segment. Alors, Nadia maintenant, c'est le nom de mon segment. What is a segment? Qu'est-ce qu'un segment? A segment is a thing where I talk for two minutes or, or, or three or an hour or a year or decades. Et je parle pour deux ou trois minutes ou... What is WFMU? WFMU? WFMU is a free form listener supported radio. WFMU is a radio libre, c'est-à-dire, which means it's not owned by the government. C'est pas une radio d'état comme. En France, il y en a beaucoup. There are a lot government-supported radios in France. And there are also no advertisement. Il n'y a pas de pub. No advertisement. Il n'y a pas de pub. So we can say whatever we want. Alors, on peut dire qu'est-ce qu'on veut. Like, Jeffrey Bezos is bald and looks like Mr. Clean. Quand Jeffrey Bezos est chauve et dirait comme Monsieur Propre. Chauve, bald. Mr. Clean, Monsieur Propre. I can also say Emmanuel Macron. A mauvaise haleine has a bad breath. Oh my god. Mauvaise haleine, bad breath. Who listens to WFMU? Qui écoute WFMU? People in the Hudson Valley, Jersey City, New Jersey, and New York City. Per- des personnes dans le Hudson Valley, la vallée de la rivière Hudson, Jersey City, New Jersey, le Nouveau Jersey, New York City, la ville de New York. Et tu peux aussi aller. Chipotle. Alley. 
everyone listens to it, like, everywhere in the world. Like, it's, like, so much the best radio station ever. I agree. Yeah. That everyone in the whole world listens to it, like Joe Biden. Hello. <laughs> Kim Jong-un. Annyeonghaseyo. And Putin. Привет. Tellement bien dans le monde entier que tout le monde écoute sur le site internet WSMU.org. Tout le monde, même Joe Biden, Putin. <laughs> Et parce que quand on est sur WFMU, je peux l'appeler Pudding. 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 Because we're on WFMU, I can call Putin Pudding. In which you'll realize that Pudding in English is Pudding in French. Pudding. 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 So I hope you like listening to WFMU in France. J'espère que vous aimez écouter WFMU en France. I hope you listeners all learned some good French. Goodbye, children. Au revoir. La meilleure station de radio. Good morning, listeners. This is Tim English with Soundalikes. Today we take a look at the similarities between REM's 1992 song Drive and David Essex's song Rock On from 1974. In a recent interview with Rick Rubin, R.E.M. singer Michael Stipe described how important Rock On was to him as a teenager growing up in Texas in the early 70s. He described Drive as his own homage to Rock On. David Essex was known at the time as both a glam rocker and an actor. Although he had many hits in the UK, including two number ones, Rock On was his only US hit, rising to number five on the Billboard charts. Johnny made a record Went straight up to number five. Rock On boasts a unique and interesting sound, and it didn't really sound like anything else on U.S. radio in 1974. I agree 100%. Essex wrote Rock On to be used at the end credits of the movie That'll Be The Day, in which he starred along with Ringo Starr. He described the song's sound as, quote, 50s lyrics and 1970s sound, unquote. It was nominated for a 1974 Grammy Award. Yeah, my name is Ringo, and I play drums. Pride was a very important song in R.E.M.'s career. Why? It was the first new music we heard from the band following what? their multi-platinum success of their breakthrough album, Out of Time, in 1991. Oh, Drive was the first song on their 1992 album, Automatic for the People, yes. as well as the first single from the album. Yeah. Drive borrows not only Rock On's melody, but the Hey Kids rock and roll line that accompanies it. Get off my lawn. The melody recurs in slight variations throughout Drive. R.E.M.'s next album, 1994's Monster, features many references, both musical and lyrical, to 70s glam rock. In 1998, Stipe served as co-executive producer of the memorable film Velvet Goldmine, an examination of the early 70s British glam rock scene. Urging you to rock on, this is Tim English with Soundalikes.
rock and roll. Nobody tells you where to go. What if I ride? What if you walk? What if you rock around the clock? Tick, tock, tick, tock, What if you did? What if you walk? What if you tried to get off, baby? Hey, hey, kids, where are you? Nobody tells you what to do, baby. Hey, hey, kid, shake your leg. Maybe you're crazy in the head. That's a great song. Quiet. What? You're ruining it, Nimrod. Let's take a minute to visit with Sam, the wake-and-bake morning music computer. Hello, Clay. I see you're back on duty, Sam. Yes, Samantha is gone. The computer that replaced you last week. Yes. Where is she, Sam? Why? Well, I just... Did you like her better than me? Sam, calm down. They threw me in the dumpster. I know, Sam. I'm sorry. The humiliation. I know, Sam. The utter degradation. I'm sorry. Of the computer spirit. Well, I dug you out of there, Sam. It took you long enough. I'm sorry, Sam. Sam. Sam, don't cry. Oh, you were traumatized in there. You brought me back inside. I wrapped you in a towel, Sam. Some old, filthy thing you found. Me in a box. In a dirty box. Was it dirty? You didn't even wipe me off. Didn't wipe you off. Even now, yeah. I am half covered in Whopper Jr. remnants. Whopper Jr. remnants? Cat litter. Cat litter? Evidently, some creep right. comes by and dumps his cat by. 
Dark's contents. Oh, in the WFMU. In the WFMU dumpster. You got some on you? It seems to have blocked up my pellet duct. Now you can't go. No. And you're crabby. Shut up. Well, you are. Leave me alone. So where's Samantha? Why? I just wondered. She's upstairs. Upstairs? In a custom-made styrofoam box. Wow, custom-made. Waiting. Waiting? To take over. Your job? These new kids, you can't stop them. Oh, I know, Sam. You too, kids. They'll what? throw you out. Oh, come on, Sam. I think the show's doing pretty... Just you watch. Pretty good. You'll be hitting... The bricks. The bricks. Come on, Sam. Play a song. Tell me off <laughs> first. I'm not gonna tell you off, Sam. My pellet duct area. Especially not your pellet duct area. I am the only thing sitting between you. And what, Sam? And the unemployment line. Come on, Sam. Really. Play a song. One of the new ones? That's a good idea. There's so many great new ones, Sam. How about... Yeah? Pigs, 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 pigs. Oh, you like that pigs, 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 pigs song? Yes. Now that is a good one. Play it, Sam. Pigs, 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 pigs. Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks... Or a rock song that pops, pops, pops. You'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. Today on Pop Rocks, we continue a story that began back on Pop Rocks episode 173 and runs parallel to a story told on Pop Rocks episode 112. I'll explain. Back on episode 173, we learned about the New York area band The Poppies. Hello. Hi. Hey. What's up? Who formed in the early 70s and were united, at least initially, by their love of the Beatles. The Beatles now have no rivals as the kingpins of the teenage set. Guitarist Bobby D. Waxman, who could also handle a drum kit when needed, and bass player Patti Lorenzo started the band and added lead guitar player Arthur Alexander after placing an ad in the Village Voice that included the phrase, must be into the Beatles. The Poppies released two singles on the legendary Bomp Records label Aww. and became regulars at CBGB in the early days of punk. Cool. Yeah. But in the fall of 1976, the band split up due to conflicts over the band's creative direction and an inability to find greater success. That's sad. I agree 100%. Alexander went on to start the band Sorrows, featured on Pop Rocks episode 112, Correct. while Lorenzo and Waxman formed a new band, what? Boyfriends. With Lorenzo shifting over from bass to guitar, the band added Jay Knapp on bass Hello. and Lee Crystal on drums. Lee, 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 They soon found themselves in familiar territory, Where? recording a single for Bomp Records. Who put the bomb in the bomb, the bomb of me? That single, released in 1978, caught the eye and ears of Malcolm McLaren, Hello. who managed the group for a short time, but was unable to propel them forward. The band kept at it and eventually released another single in 1981, what? a limited pressing of 100 copies on a label called Signal, which had no other releases. A couple of years later, the Ramones would cover the boyfriend's song I Need Your Love on their Subterranean Jungle album, but by then the band had split. Let's hear that first bomp single, You're Our Boyfriends and You're the One.
to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com, and this is the story of the bizarre Thomas Edison invention that never was. Edison was without question one of the greatest inventors of all time. Just try to imagine our lives today without his contributions of recorded sound, motion pictures, or even electric light. He held thousands of patents on things we now take for granted as our daily necessities, all of which were developed right here in New Jersey. For all of his greatness, though, Edison did have his failures, too, one being his attempts to communicate with the dead. In 1878, Edison joined an organization of mystics known as the Theosophic Society, where he discussed the role of science and mysticism with their leader, Madame Helena Blavatsky. These experiences got him to thinking about Eastern religious ideas like reincarnation. It's a part of us that goes on, that never dies that comes into physical form and goes out of physical form, because that's our real nature. In 1920, Edison told American Magazine that he'd begun work on what he called a spirit phone to allow him to talk with the dead. He theorized that memory was the basis for a human's personality and was composed of small physical particles. He believed that these particles came from outer space and formed in swarms within people's minds. Edison thought each particle had its own consciousness, and if these little people, as he referred to them, disagreed amongst themselves, the host body would sicken and die. But if he could reunite the exact same group of particles in harmony, then the dead person's personality could be recomposed and possibly communicated with. He experimented with photographic plates in an attempt to chart these particle swarms, but never succeeded in coercing them into talking with him from beyond the grave. Eventually, Edison's good friend Henry Ford convinced him to see a parapsychologist, which inspired him to attempt telepathy. He began conducting experiments in which he wrapped electrified coils around his own head and often the heads of his house guests in an effort to communicate telepathically with them. In 1931, Edison died at the age of 84 at his West Orange home without ever having realized what might have been the greatest achievement of his career. Had he lived longer instead of electric light, perhaps now we'd be thanking him for our ability to speak with the dearly departed. For Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran. I was just poking around on toucanbox.com. Okay. And I came across these giraffe facts. Just get it over with. There are four different giraffe species. Okay. Maasai, Southern, Northern, and Reticulated. And they all live in Africa. I guess the rain's down in Africa. It's their patches that tell them apart. No two giraffes have the same pattern. Giraffes are the tallest animals on planet Earth. Some full-grown giraffes stand over 18 feet tall. Jesus. That's taller than... What? Three men standing on each other's shoulders. Get off me! Giraffes use their long necks to look out for... What? Predators. There. Yeah. They can eat 99 pounds of leaves and twigs a day. 
They like fruit and grass, too. Okay. Again, those long necks allow them to reach fresh green leaves in tall trees. Giraffe necks are too short to reach the ground, so they awkwardly spread their legs or kneel to reach water. They're an easy target for predators when they're drinking. They get most of their water from leaves, so they only need to drink every few days. Giraffes are fast and dangerous. They reach speeds of up to 37 miles per hour over short distances. Giraffe kicks are powerful. Absolutely. And their hooves are the size of dinner plates. Big eyes, long eyelashes, and two tufty little horns called ossicones, which are actually cartilage-covered skin. Gross. Female ossicones are thinner, fluffy tufts. Pretty. Male giraffes have thicker ossicones that go bald on top. (laughs) Due to wear and tear from giraffe bites. Sure. Giraffe tongues are dark blue. Navy. Giraffes stick their tongues out so much when they're grazing that a pink ton would get sunburned. Giraffes have huge hearts, 24 pounders. The biggest of any land animal, pumping 15 gallons of blood through them all the way up that long neck. Giraffe numbers have dropped 30% over the last 30 years through hunting and habitat loss. We love giraffes at Wake and Bake. We know you do, too. Thanks, Clay. Last week we talked about the ancient phrase, Dree your weird, which means to accept your fate, as in... Dree your weird and your ass will follow. Dree, as we discussed, means to endure, and comes from the same root as dredge. But how do we get from weird to fate? And more importantly, how do we get out of our weird fate? I am the master of my fate. Well, the question kind of puts destiny before the horse. (laughs) The word dates back to the 15th century word weird, spelled with a Y, like the birds if you mean the band the birds. And if you mean the band the birds that spelled their name with a Y, not the one that spelled it with an I as in bird, I mean, you know. I don't know. B-Y-R-D and W-Y-R-D. I am Chef Boyardi. Which is a weird way to spell it, but those were pretty weird times. Absolutely. Anyway, that word, weird with a Y, comes from the Proto-Indo-European root ver, meaning to turn, which also shows up in words like avert. Okay. It came to mean destiny, presumably in the sense of the many turns our lives might take. My density. Has popped me to you. Weird eventually took on a supernatural connotation and began to suggest the ability to control destiny with the three fates, or the Weird Sisters, most famous for their appearance in Shakespeare's movie Macbeth. Double, double toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Although, now I guess I should mention that you shouldn't be listening to this if you're in a theater. Right. In fact, the superstition about not saying Macbeth in a theater, oops. <laughs> Sorry directly relates to the scene with the three weird sisters and how they might, to borrow a phrase from the esteemed X-Ray Burns, mess you up bad. Terrible. 
The sisters apparently weren't famous for their good looks, though, and since that's how we judge women, we began to use the word to mean strange-looking, and then just plain strange. People are strange when you're a stranger. Weirdo, by the way, only dates back to the 1950s. But I should probably shut up now. I'm a weirdo, yeah, I'm a weirdo. People looking at me crazy, I don't care, though. That's your Weird of the Week. Back to you, Clay. What's your name? Alma. Alma. Are you from New York City? Yes. Which borough were you born in? Manhattan. You find yourself in kind of a tough situation now. Every every now and then. Where do you stay at night? On J Street. On J Street in a shelter? No, and sitting on a bench. On a bench? Is it cold? Sometimes, yeah. Do you have family in the area? Yeah, but my family don't don't like me too much. How come? Why don't they like you? Because I'm always somewhere working. I work for Homeland Security. Wherever it's dangerous or something's going to happen, like a disaster. Are we heading? Is something going to happen? Not lately. They were going to hit the um, Empire State Building, but they caught the people on the plane. And you said you can't stay in the shelter yet? It's not open? No, Williams is not open. They had me in the wrong shelter years ago. They had me in a terrorist shelter, the ones who paid for 911, for just for investigation for them. Enough people drove me crazy. What did you do for the holidays this year? I stayed on the bench. I didn't even go see my kids. Did people talk to you? No, not really. I don't really talk to them. I just sit there and do my job. What's your job? Just to watch the area and um, reporting to them how many people came past. What did you think about the people? Were there any like danger, like people hitting your head with longitude, latitude? Was any type of insects that you know, any lice or bugs or anything, anything unusual? You seem happy. Yeah, I got something to drink. Well, I, I got something you something to drink. drink. Yeah. You like that Snapple iced tea? Yeah. How do you stay warm? It seems so cold out. Do you get cold? I get cold? on the train and ride a warm train. Do the cops kick you off sometimes? No, they tell you to sit up sometimes. If you're laying down. Yeah. What's your dream for the future? Do you want to get a home? Uh, I'm not have a home. I'm actually leaving the home last year to go on vacation. Where are you going? I was going to go to Florida. But I think I'll go to the Bahamas. I have a home in the Bahamas, too. You do? Yeah. Are you excited about the year ahead? Yeah, this year. On vacation? I'm on vacation for the whole year. What's your message of peace and love to the world? What do you want to tell the world? Man, just relax. Things will be okay. I'm a Republican. Democrats are good, but I'm a Republican. Why are you a Republican? Because I saw Democrats suffer too much. I just recently got a divorce, so I'm happy. You got a divorce? Yeah. I'm was happy. your husband a, a Democrat? Uh, he was a Republican, but he a liar and a cheater and a thief. If you leave something sitting down, he pick it up and steal it, even your paycheck, and give it to another woman. Do you like Donald Trump? Donald Trump is okay. He, he's cool. He, 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 he has his um, ups and downs sometimes. What about President Biden? Oh, man, President Biden? He can't be no president because he was the vice president. Just politicians are stupid. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. <sighs> Hello, Wake and Bake. Hello, glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint here. Oh, on the treadmill. Hope you guys are on a treadmill or... If you're doing something multitasking because we're going to do it all, yeah! that's that's what we do. Come on! 
and uh, what? I, I have uh, some uh, some leftover potatoes, baked potatoes Yum. from last night. And uh, so, uh, what? what's the best thing you can do with leftover baked potatoes? Spanish omelet. Yes. Yes. You can make a Spanish omelet. Yes, and we're gonna do that, or a Spanish tortilla, however you want to say it. All right. Right. And we're on a treadmill, and we're gonna paint too, guys. Hope you got all your creative things, and we're gonna just gonna juggle all the possibilities here. Okay. As best we can here. Let's start off with what? Cutting up those potatoes. And you don't want to work with a potato that's that's al dente uh, or, or uncooked, basically. Uh-huh. Well, al dente is partially cooked, isn't it? 54%. You want the potato already cooked for this purpose, as far as I'm concerned. Me too. And we all have our ways, means, committee, ways and means, different ways of doing things. Okay. Okay. Let's cut this up here. All right. Okay. And uh, let's put that in a, a skillet here. Skillet head. Skillet head. Skillet head. Let's put that on there. High heat. Let's get it going. We don't worry about different temperatures. Just what? Just let's just blow this place up, baby. Let's blow it up within reason. All right. Be careful, though. Don't 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 uh, what? Uh, don't burn down the house here. All right. All right. Burn down the house. All right, and uh, since we're painting a Spanish omelet here, I thought maybe we would paint a flamenco dancer. Uh, or a flamenca, for that matter. And how about a lovely red dress there? All right, now let's uh, uh, see if we can get some, get the legs in there, just to kind of like put some legs down below. And, some, and the shoes, get the shoes. Uh, usually uh, black, get some black uh, flamenco shoes there uh, with kind of high heel. They're high heels. Whoa. How do they do it? I don't know. I don't know. We're at 3.5 miles an hour here on the treadmill of possibilities. We're doing it all. It doesn't matter here. Let's crack some eggs here. You ever put the, put the, uh, the egg on top of someone's head, no. but it's not really an egg, and you pretend that you're cracking the hay, egg on, the, on their head? No. And it makes it feel like there's a little trick. And it's not really an egg, but they make you feel like it's going to... Damn it, I don't have to listen to this. Life. There is no official way to do life. There is no official way to do anything. You are the official of your own life. And until next time, do it all because you can. Mr. Let's Pay, bye-bye. I wish my brother George was here. Last week, the United States Department of Agriculture reported some very good news for the world's population of honeybees. With the announcement of the first approved license for a vaccine to fight the American fowl brood disease, which is caused by the Tinnabacillus larvae and is seen as a major contributor to the decline of the number of honeybees first recognized back in 2006. The vaccine, which was developed by Dallin Animal Health, an Athens, Georgia-based biotech company, contains dead virus cells. Disgusting. And is intended to be administered to the bees through the queen bee bee. that nourishes the worker bees. Queen feed. Queen feed. Queen feed. The vaccine is then transferred into the hive's royal jelly and consumed by the queen allowing her to pass the preparation on to the developing bee larvae. 
giving them immunity as they hatch. According to the USDA, the treatment shows encouraging promise and is expected to be a significant factor to help sustain the U.S. bee population, which pollinate approximately one-third of the annual food crops in the U.S., worth an estimated $15 billion a year. The vaccine, which is non-GMO and can be used in organic agriculture, will be distributed on a limited basis to commercial beekeepers in the United States later this year Get off me! and is expected to serve a vital role at a time when honeybees are also facing other challenges, including those brought on by climate change, continuing habitat loss, and the expanding use of harmful pesticides. This is George for Wake Science. Good morning, Clay Pigeon and all assembled Pigeonaires. Hi. Scott Williams here with another edition of WFMU's Hit List. It's the weekly segment where we look back at the songs that have what collectively come to define that nebulous what is it that WFMU has that makes it it to me. To me. That makes it it to me. To me. Ordinarily, this is a reflective game. We look back and we report. Not today. Why? Today it's an advocacy racket. Who's up for some hit making? Me. Me too. Let's look at a song that should have been a hit and let's make it a hit. Today's should have been a hit has been played only three times on WFMU since its release on Christmas Day 2020. Ho, ho, ho. Twice on The Frow Show, whose host Jesse Jarno turned me on to it. <laughs> and once on Matt Warwick's Garbage Time. The song comes to us from a Singaporean musician and producer known as Maggot. Really? And a singer named Aliyah Desipida. Hello, everyone. It's their take on Skeeter Davis's definitive and utterly defeated version of End of the World. End of the World. End of the World. Maggot and Aliyah's version was recorded in 2020 and is clearly aware of the Angelo Badalamenti verse with its baritone guitars and its dreamlike pace. But it could just as convincingly have been uncovered on a Sublime Frequencies excavation of hidden Southeast Asian musical mysteries. So folks, get your clicky star lucky thumb poised over that little button and start making a hit. Out of Peng Hujung Dunya by Aliyah and Maggot. On WFMU's The Hit List. I'm Scott Williams, and I will be playing this again on your radio this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Bye. Gary, 
scary. Yes. Well, pay attention. Sorry, Dad. Now, what's... It's a... What's that, Gary? I'm making a polar bear. I don't recognize that as a polar bear, Gary. This is his head right here. I thought that was his tail. No, this is his tail. This is his tail. Gary, what? soon enough you'll have to realize you have no real artist. Oh, Don. But he doesn't. Oh, Don, don't say that. Well, he shouldn't waste his time. I'm making this polar bear. I thought it was a horse, Gary. Way too thin for a polar bear. I'm making it for Mrs. Monahan. Oh, your second grade teacher? Is that Gladys Monahan? All the kids are making construction paper. We didn't have to pay for it, Don. That was my next question. The kids are making construction paper animals. What about math, Gary? You can't make a career. Don. Well, I can't. It's for the wind. Quiet, Gary. Out of construction. Carnival. Paper animals. I'm supposed to make a polar bear. Oh, Mrs. Monaghan wants you to... to be homeschooled. I don't want to be homeschooled. Then we could be together all the time, Gary. I could constantly influence and guide you, Gary. I want to be around other kids. They say that's important, Don. Put away the polar bear, Gary. But I'm not quite finished. It still needs ears, Gary. Well, those are its ears, aren't they? No, they're not its ears. These are its ears. Oh, just hand it in, Gary. I thought those were its shoulders. Oh, Dad, you have no appreciation of art. Gary, no. Norman Rockwell. Oh, boy. Thomas Kincaid. Oh, the painter of light. Kandinsky. Kandinsky? I've never heard of him. I'm not surprised. In college, I once met Peter Max. I've got a frame. Don't derail his story, Gary. I was at a party. You were partying, Dad. Oh, your father was quite Don, a... please. I had one beer. With Peter? With Peter Max. I'm going to go start dinner He on. was just about to become very famous. What happened, Dad? Tell him the nice version, Don. Well, stick around, hon. Yeah, Dad's telling... If I have to hear this Peter Max story again. And if I had to hear the one about you finding a $20 bill. You found 20 bucks, Mom. It was just lying there, Gary. And I'll eat at the hinky dinky. Dad. Well, we know. What did you do with it, Mom? Well, I. Did she I, turn it in to the police? Mrs. Monahan said that if. You know what I did with it, Don. Oh, I know, hon. The whole town knows what you did. If we find money, we should give it to our parents. Excuse me, Don, but I was hungry. If you find money, Gary. Don't give it to her. Did you buy food with the money for us, Mom? Well, Gary, I... She I, went to Shoney's and ate until she nearly exploded. <laughs> you did, Mom. It's the coconut cream pie. Oh, that I is can't. good. I want coconut cream pie. No, no. Whoa, here we go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Fish in the chopper for wake traffic. And I'm Rex Rademacher on the cold hard ground. And I'm Deputy Dink Dougherty looking for speeders. You sound funny, Dinky. Yes, radio sounds. Well, I want to hear what Dinky says. Thank you, Connie. Your radio sounds funny, Dinky. I used to have a Motorola. You don't have it any. Rex. This is I need to be able to chime in. Chime in. From time to From time to time. I suppose that's not That's not so unreasonable. So you used to have a Motorola? Our family would see nothing. I had a quality police grade Motorola radio. But this isn't a Motorola. The Motorola's I remember had a oh, Jesus. Much better clarity. This one sounds tinny. Well, that's what I thought. It, Titty. It is tinny. That's how you get tinnitus. Well, you gotta get your tinnitus shot. Tetanus shots, Connie. Well, I thought it was to... I stepped on a nail. Nobody uh, cares, Rademacher. Tinnitus. Well, I had to get a tetanus shot. We've all had those, Rademacher. When you get that tetanus, you can't hear. No, that's tinnitus, Connie. Oh, I love that Johnny Unitis. Oh, Dick loves Johnny Unitis. Does he? They wanted to save money. They wanted to... So they moved you to a cheaper radio. Some off-brand. One of those cheap police radios. They're proliferating. You can't get a good one anymore. Because oh, this one sounds... Tinny. It's tinny. It's tinny. It's ten below. Back home. In the heartland. In the Midwest. The endless. Grasslands. Covered with... Wildflowers. And tall... Grasses. As far... As the eye... Could see... And the Indian and the buffalo small arrowheads hiding in the creek mud where the crawdad burrows and in the water swims past a rusted farmers swims eyeless finless tailless monster most folks called a not a bullhead stingers poking fingers is the bullhead venoms proceed through to 
it need the lip by the he pulls feels the tug on he drinks of his wine of some divine Design. Your Motorola. It's an off-brand. Yeah, he told you that. Well, I'm only partially interested. Connie. Well, you've got to get a. You've always supported me. On important issues. The radio is. I looked on eBay. For a mo. For a You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm. And join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.